Mechanics are a major part of what give fighting games their unique identities, and with Street Fighter VI somewhere out there on the not-too-distant future, we consider a particular mechanic that might be especially refreshing for the franchise right now. Plus, Catalyst has seen it all in his day, and remembers five things that the Street Fighter franchise has done that he hopes never come back. All on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Green. With me, as always, is John Velociraptor Guerrero. It is officially November. Hello, hello. And I am wearing sweatpants right now. Mm, it's a good time to, to wear Busting sweatpants. Out because the sweatpants. Yeah, yeah, and there you go. Well, you know what? Uh, I, if you're listening to us on audio um, or if you're watching us on YouTube, if you can please leave a like, it helps out the channel a ton. It is one of the main ways you can help us grow. We super appreciate it. Thank you very much if you do that. Uh, thank you to all the people who did it before. So, Yes, thank you guys. Also, they're gray sweatpants for those of you listening in audio and can't see. You can't see it on the, in the video anyway um all right so yes like comment subscribe tell your family tell your friends uh get some manscaped by the way for the uh for the holiday season coming up you got some someone you want to order uh i don't know what to get them for for christmas for kwanzaa for for whatever holiday you celebrate get them manscaped and use the uh well we'll we'll talk about that later use our code use that code (laughs) uh all right so Mm -hmm. this week i want to get into some speculation about what Street Fighter 6's mechanic would look like. Now, actually, the whole conversation uh, that I was going to have started in my head as, okay, every Street Fighter has something of a game-defining mechanic about it. But very quickly, as I started thinking about it, I realized uh, this isn't the approach to make. Because one, we don't have any Street Fighter 6 information yet. And two, a mechanic, it's actually an amalgamation of a bunch of mechanics, and the way they all bounce off of each other is very important. And because we have no information about Street Fighter 6 yet, uh, we, it's just, it, it didn't feel like a really worthwhile venture, and, and it would be a very, very involved and, and hypothetical thing. So instead of going that direction, I kind of uh, pulled, a, uh, pulled an audible, and I want to bring this one up and then just kind of see where things go with this single mechanic idea. Um, and that would be, well, I, 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 I approach from a different uh, point of view. So first off, I, I asked myself, what would I want to see? No, no, happen? hold on, John. You just freaking hyped it up. Like, don't, don't, you got to deliver, man. That was, that was hype. Like, give us what, what, what was your conclusion, man? I got to know. You'll know what, my where conclusion did you get to? in just a second, but I got to oh! set the conclusion up fast more. <laughs> you're, you're hyping me up and you're, it's a bait and switch. I, I'm, I'm all hyped about this. All right. Well, I'm, I'm waiting now. Too so bad. I'm, you're going to have to deal with it. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Sleep on the couch for a day or two. Um, no, so so I was thinking to myself, well, what is it that I would want to, if I'm a developer, what do I want to encourage about the game and about the flow of things, right? And Street Fighter as a fighting game has become known for footsie play, and I think a lot of the issues that happened in Street Fighter V, which I'm going to use as an example fairly often here because it's the most, you know, I mean, it's, it's the spotlight right now, it's the most people are going to be able to refer to it. Um, is, is problems in the balance of how the, the flow of neutral would happen. And it's got some pretty good neutral footsie kind of play at this point, but it's been uh, just just plagued with some issues with, you know, uh, crush counters and, uh, and the, the, uh, the V-trigger system and activations and stuff that have allowed players to kind of skip over the neutral and do so in a way that's like, well, you can win this way, you can get big chunks of damage, will you be consistent? I don't know. But, uh, so I'm thinking, well, I want to guide them back toward footsies. How would I do that with a mechanic and so i'm thinking about it and it's like 
I want, I, one of the things that I personally have realized in more recent times, recent years, I've went through Street Fighter 4 not really appreciating footsies at all. Now I played more of a, of a zoning character, so that kind of factors into it. But in, in SF5, I really found an appreciation for what it is to whiff punish and what it is to, to play the whole thing, to manipulate your opponent with like kind of just normals and spacing and maneuvers and get them to miss and then you hit them. And I think that's the most fundamental thing when it comes to fighting games, when it comes to boxing, martial arts and such, when you want to watch someone perform and you want to see two people go at it in this in this combat of nature, what is better than seeing one calculate, set someone up and then have them have their opponent take this big swinging whiff and then they just narrowly dodge it and counter and hit. It's like that is where you know skill is involved. That is where you know intent is involved. And like beyond, you know, you want to see skill and intent and you want to see that, you know, presented in front of you. Otherwise, you could just put two AIs in front of each other and you'd see all the moves and you'd see a life bar go down to zero and whatever. And it's like no one really cares about that. So my idea would be to hype up with punishing. So what I would do is I would put in a mechanic that would probably act, and we can kind of figure this out as we go here. Um, I'm open to, to suggestions and such, but the idea that I have here is a mechanic that would sort of function as the counter hit mechanic does, but with whiff punishing. And my first thought is, hmm. there's no way that hasn't already been tried. But I, I couldn't bring to mind any examples where that's already a, a direct thing. I mean, maybe something will indicate that a whiff punish happened. Sure. But I'm talking about, you know, buffing a situation and drawing more attention to it when you get that whiff punish. Um, and so what I would, where I would start with this would be something along the lines of, even before we talk about buffs to to damage or, or meter build or whatever, just drawing attention to that so that new players that are doing this are going to see it when it happens. They're going to appreciate it. And if it's, if they do it, they're going to be encouraged to do it more. And if it, it happens to them, it's going to get their attention and they're going to go, Oh, I don't want that to happen to me anymore. And I want to be doing it to them. So instead of encouraging, like say early street fighter five, encourage people to get V trigger and then put a heavy button on your opponent and activate V trigger and then do your v-trigger stuff and and like everyone was kind of herded or ushered towards that because that was one of if not the best strategies to use in the game you could see it, its effectiveness it still is yeah, it yeah. still is. It's it's incredible. So yeah. yeah, it's just plainly there in front of you. It's like, well, what if a mechanic did that, but for footsie play and for whiff punishing? Now, the, the the benefit here is that if you can get people to appreciate how fun whiff punishing is, how rewarding it is, uh, and you do that by putting some, you know, like nice dressings on the outside of it, you get them to start practicing doing that. And then when they start doing it, they get the actual foundational, not cheap reward of of playing footsies effectively, you're going to grow a lot more of a, of a, what, a fun atmosphere and a, a competitive and an appreciation atmosphere. for skill. That's how I would say it succinctly. You're, you're trying to get, you're trying to showcase that skill that it's involved in fighting games and, and, and with punishing and all that kind of stuff is of high level fighting games is a very fundamental part of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, the pros and, and, know that, but the, yeah. but the new, the newcomers don't necessarily. And they will if it looks and sounds cool. If it feels satisfying to do, that's what they'll do, right? And we know that. And crush counters feel satisfying as all hell to get, right? And they're fun as all heck to get. They're not fun to be hit by, but they are fun as hell to land. And yeah. I think that's where fundamentally Capcom would have to go. And it seems like you agree with that. Like, so what do you think, John? Like, yes. what would feel satisfying? I know you're a very heavy footsie-based player. What would feel satisfying to you 
to have happen if you would punish someone. Right. So before even we get the buffs, like I was kind of setting up before, um, I want a visual and an audio cue that draws okay. your attention to things. One, like, yeah, it could probably say whiff punish on the side, something like mm -hmm. that. But okay. and, and choose your things here. You could have a very satisfying sound. Capcom is very, uh, very happy to do the glass break. They did that in Street mm -hmm. Fighter 4 with uh, with um, focus attacks, and they've done it here with crush counters in Street Fighter 5. I believe it's it's like a glass crash. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. matter. It needs to be a satisfying sound. And then I would go as far as to maybe tr make the screen, you know how you go to like negative art or something like that? Have some kind mm -hmm. of an artistic flash on the screen that like and maybe even a slight freeze or something but that'll get into the next point i want to make uh where it you, like again calls attention to it and shows you like oh this was a really good thing bam yeah punish something what, what the I would also reward it with um, one of the ways that, that we've actually complained about in fighting games right now is the comeback mechanics where you get beat up and you get a huge advantage for it. Well, the way the whiff punish system could work is that could actually fill one of your gauges up. And when you, yeah, when, when you do that, like, so what do you think of that? What do you think of that concept there since you have that? Note? Yes, I'm very wary when we're talking mechanics. I have a note here that I wasn't necessarily going to use now for the, for the discussion. But uh, one of the things I don't want to see is a revenge mechanic that changes the game once it comes into play right and uh and we've talked ad nauseum about v the v system and v triggers and whatnot but yes one of the things that this could do that actually gives you an additional buff beyond just the fluff of drawing attention to it would be it could refill your revenge meter to it to mm -hmm. an extent it could also add some super meter to your to your character's uh to your character's bar or it could well, do a little me... bit of extra damage yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Like, what if it had its own gauge for whip punishing that unlocked like a super or something like that? You know, that's basically what an ultra or super is. Like, you know, they're they're each their own super powered move, right? Mm -hmm. But the whip punish bar would be specifically that and it would get people to fundamentally focus on it. But that system would have to be fun. But I think that system is very fun with punishing and knowing that that's a goal and other stuff and really emphasizing that to the highest degree is not a bad thing in fighting games. It's a building block. It, it's what we love about high level fighting games. But the thing about this would be you be encouraging it from the very start mm -hmm. you'd be encouraging it with a visual and audio cue that's and also not only that but rewarding the player by doing it more by giving them an extra bar of super of some type it, that could be the and so again though you you get back to like okay how does this work with pros how does it work with brand new players how does it work for esports right and you have to have all those things in mind um like i i think about that and i go well yes first of all maybe that, that could definitely be a thing that we try out the capcom tries out um it might just be too heavily in the favor of you know the better player and and maybe a little bit on the yeah. demoralizing side for yeah. the newcomers so i don't know but yeah. um but but that is a potential thing. Like it could fill some kind of a revenge meter, or it could fill its own revenge meter, or something along those lines. But then you might never see new players get there. Uh, okay, well, hold on. Let me play devil's advocate here. Why is it important for new players to to not get dominated by the pros, John? Why why is that even a thing? And I well, I know the, there's obvious stuff, but but why? Yeah, so that me. they keep coming back because because fighting games as a genre traditionally have not been as rewarding as other genres of game. And, uh, and it's like the, you, you have to play like a hundred games before you see a win. It's like, not everybody's going to stick through that. And, and as we see in esports, there are a lot more, I dare say it, accessible kinds of games that have a lot bigger of audiences probably because of that. So, and this is something that developers for fighting games have been wrestling around with. They've tried to make their games simultaneously more accessible and 
uh, entertaining for those that have been around for a while, for the pros, for the for the the people that are more seasoned and know the nuances and and can get a win earlier on. But you want to get the new people in. That's a huge market, and there's just no way of divorcing a new game from that pursuit. You know, like that has to be part of your pitch if you're in the if you're in the marketing team, if you're in the development team. You know, you have to say this is how we're getting new people to come in. And I and so and when you get into these discussions, it's very easy to scare away new people, and that's yeah. that's just you know. So that's one of the other balancing plates that we have to consider while we're going through this off the top of my head there's a couple ways you could do this like you could make it again like the counter hit system where you get a little bit of extra damage and you get like the plus two um on hit you know mm -hmm. um like that would be one way and also um if you just wanted to not give people that you could also just make it build super me uh, meter and then like the the typical comeback mechanic for getting beat beaten up i don't know if that's ever going away in fighting games it's like it's pretty tried and true at this point um street fighter yeah. 4 introduced it i mean you know some other games had it too but like Street Fighter 4 really made that like, you know, a, a dominant thing in the FGC and people seem to really love that game still. And so I don't know if that's ever going away, nor should it. But uh, this would be kind of like uh, adding on to an existing system, but rewarding the skill a little bit more. And hopefully that wouldn't be overpowered, as you mentioned. Well, here's here's another idea that I had um, to be very inviting to the newcomer. Um, because you don't really need to sell the pros on this. You just need to have whiff punishing as an effective tool that doesn't get overshadowed by everything else. And that's its own conversation because you're talking about the other ways the game works. But what if, you know, we always talk about uh, in recent times, like easy combos, right? Like in, in Marvel, it's like you can, in the newest Marvel, uh, RIP Infinite, you can like just like mash, you can have it on so you like mash a few buttons and you do like a standard sequence that doesn't do as much damage, but right. it's easy for brand new players to do. And when you see your character do that on the screen, that's enticing, that's inviting. And so I'm thinking, okay, so you get this counter hit situation where you have whiff punished and you get like, you know, a, a lightning bolt hits your, your opponent's uh, meter or something like that or your own and it empowers or whatever and you get that screen flash or whatever. It looks cool. Well, maybe you enter a state where then you can then continue to mash and your character will do like a basic combo and it'll be like satisfying mm. and then they'll do whatever. They'll get their knockdown, whatever. Uh, probably scaled a decent bit because you don't want this to be suddenly overpowering and i don't want the whole game to just be about whiff punishing not every right. character is gonna you know is is gonna interact with this in the same way and you got to keep that into uh keep that in in your mind in fact one of the other things is like maybe each character has a different kind of outcome that they can do or maybe you can preload and select what your whiff punish bonus is at the beginning of the you know like when you pick your your ism in old games or you pick your v trigger or you pick you know whatever maybe your whiff punish no, you don't like uh, that idea. That at all. seems like a night balancing nightmare. Uh, it's whenever you start customizing like uh, mechanics that are like uh, an overall thing, like to that degree, like you start really um, busting up the game. It's a whole different thing. Like if you have to choose between one character's move and another, but a fundamental way the character plays, the balancing issues um, in the history of fighting games, it's really bad. Uh, like the, the ism system in the SNK versus Capcom uh, two, um, and then an ism system in uh, uh, Alpha three. Uh, the balance ends up being like you just have certain isms that are never played and no one ever touches them I, I generally don't like when they fundamentally change how the game the game's core mechanic works like it should be the same virtually for everyone consistent uh, right yeah it really needs to be consistent because it doesn't work very well otherwise if you ask me but like does Zangief going for a whiff punish want the same thing as Monat right like one wants to be far away and one wants to be up close one right. wants 
maybe maybe certain characters want meter and other characters are just you know they just want to devour our your life bar but i hear what you're saying there and again yeah this this gets really murky because it everything operates within the context of everything else and this is all in the hypothetical but yeah that was just one idea that uh, one approach that you could do with it but so okay so this idea that you could hit someone and there's like a, a freeze and then you could just enter or keep mashing and your character will do like a little target combo that doesn't do a ton of damage but it feels satisfying and maybe it gives oki or something like that um, but you don't have to do that maybe mm -hmm. you could also for the higher level players if they get this whiff punish they probably have their own combos that they know that they could go into um, and, and if it gives you like um, two more uh, frames of advantage just like a counter hit does normally now something like that like that that would be cool too because again you don't have to make this super flashy and pizzazzy for the higher level players it's really like make it pizzazzy make it entertaining make it inviting for the lower level players and then once they can appreciate the significance of it otherwise because you don't need to sell top players on whiff punishing they're like yeah this is really good uh, but once you sell them on that then they're like oh okay now i i don't need all that window dressing anymore i can i can appreciate it for what it is but you got to get them in the door with it and you set them up to start playing that way and i, I think the the environment is just so much more kosher for what so many more seasoned street fighter players want to do when they're playing the game you know and this come this goes back to the history of video games in general that the creators of super mario brothers were uh heavily invested in how many pixels mario could jump in the first game and it controlled everything about the game it was so very important it was a fundamental mechanic mario jumping and how high he jumped and how he like that was super important and they spent i don't know months on that just trying to figure out how many pixels that's how come these conversations these core mechanics are very important because they impact the entire game the entire game is usually baked around these in third strike it was parries in street fighter 4 it was focus attacks and ultras uh in street fighter 5 it's v triggers and stupid play so <laughs> i'm so proud of you you've grown up so far to be able to admit you know we'll give street fighter we uh i recently did a, a story where it's 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 biggest wins it's five biggest mm -hmm. wins up until this point that i think so far and so i can give a credit where, where it's due and such and i'm still playing it but but yeah. i'm very proud of you for uh we're crapping on SF5 when when it's appropriate. Oh, there's plenty often. of stuff to crap on with that game. But hey, six million in sales. Shout out to Capcom. I still love the game. It's my favorite Street Fighter game ever. But yeah, it's Fair got it, plenty of warts on it too. So. Um, okay, so did you have anything else that you wanted to say about the potential of a whiff punish uh, buff? You know, John, I have a ton to say about it, but our video is getting a little bit long okay. here, and I want to. So keep I want to do a on, quick so. lightning round, though, of this yes okay. or no. Should we have these mechanics in Street Fighter Six? Okay, you ready? Okay. Critical art chip outs. Yes or no? Yes. I really like that, by the way, because like yes. the idea that you have to decide to, to finish someone off and use your entire super meter, there's a lot of thought that goes into that on both ends because because the 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 defender who's losing the round, it's like maybe they're they're planning to lose the battle so that they can have a better opportunity to win the war. That stuff's cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, real quick, and you and I have often played zoners and, and fighting games before. That is a huge disadvantage for people like you and I, but even then I still like it. I still like how it is done because uh, I'm used to chipping people out with fireballs. That's a huge advantage and it's gone when you have that system in there. But that's Driftwood okay. and I, when we first started playing Street Fighter 4, one of the, we didn't know anything about fighting games. We realized you can chip someone out with a with a meaty fireball. We're like, let's mm. make a pact not to do that to each other unless it's wow. tournament because that's different. Because yeah. we picked up even at that very, 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 very early stage that was super lame. Yep. Um, yeah. Hey, it's fine to get rid of it. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, blocking counters, aka alpha counter or uh, v or v reversal. I uh, love them. I think they're pretty much, it should be mandated uh, in every fighting game, 
uh, in this date in the future because most fighting games are heavily skewed towards offense and there's just too few defensive mechanics. This is one of them. I think that, that this pretty much should be an absolute. I say yes, but I also say make it more consistent than it was in SF5. Like where, because in SF5, some some characters have maneuvers, some characters hit you, some characters knock you down, some other. I think uh, make them more consistent through characters and make them something that every character feels like they can use as a legit defensive tool. But I do agree that this this should come back. Uh, show the stun bar. We're going to talk about that later in my oh, segment, really? but yes. Oh, okay, so, okay, yes. okay, fair enough. We'll skip that one. There, there's I some say things yes. I hate about Street Fighter, and uh, we're, that's certainly one wow, of them. Wow, interesting. Yes, but, I'm, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tune into the next segment as soon as it's ready on YouTube, <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to like, fat, subscribe. That's a big freaking fat yes for me. So Guard break meter. As in uh, a meter that as you guard, yeah. it, it builds up. Well, I'm telling the people. It builds up, and if it fills all the way up and you've guarded too much, then you get guard broken and they get a, a combo on you. With the way that offenses have went in, in modern-day fighting games, I don't want guard breakbacks. Same. Because it, it ends up being... Offenses are, are just going to be... If you don't like offense in fighting games... You might not want to pay, play a lot of fighting games in the future not because modern off, ones, yeah, yeah, it's it's people are it's it's in the best case scenario in my opinion is about sixty forty offense to defense, and uh, guard crush is going to make that skew up to like seventy or eighty percent for offense. Hell with that. Hell no. Hell no. All right. Support for the Event Hubs podcast is brought to you by Manscaped today, which offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped has just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. And we have an exclusive offer for you today. If you go to manscaped.com, you will get 20% off and free shipping and handling if you use the checkout code eHubsPod when you check out. 20% off, free shipping and handling, and it lets them know that we sent you. And that's a really important part of the process. Yeah, yeah. Manscaped was actually kind enough to send us both the perfect package 4.0, which includes not only the lawnmower 4.0, but also the crop preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and the crop reviver, which is a ball spray toner. Both of these do wonders below the belt, leaving you feeling comfortable, looking confident. We need to look confident, John, and also smell like you care. And, and you know what, John? I tried this out with a wife last night, and she liked it. Ooh. So if you're trying to please the ladies... This worked on my lovely wife. We know that the FGC doesn't exactly have the best resume, the best track record, the best perception, let's say, when it comes to hygiene. Well, fair enough. Let's start today. We have an opportunity. We can take a high quality product and I've been using it. I've been using all of these. I deem them high quality. John, are they high quality? No, they're great. They're absolutely great. 20% off, free shipping and handling, and we can begin dismantling a stereotype with the lawnmower 4.0 and it's uh, accompanying ball products. Uh, one of the things I wanted to point out about the lawnmower is uh, it has a ceramic blade, which means less snags, less catching, less cuts, stuff like that. And when you're trimming your balls, that's like one of the most important parts about it. It also has uh, a 4000K LED light, so you can see exactly what you're doing, no matter how deep and dark you've allowed your pube forest to grow. That light is amazing. It is so nice to have. I, I never knew I needed it until I tried this, and now I'm like, I'm never using anything else without that light on there because it's a ball saver. Also, Manscaped's gonna take really good care of our audience out there because they can get 20% off. I forgot about that. Yeah, hey, it, it's a good deal. Just use that code eHubspod at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Again, just punch in that code eHubspod 
unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, we all know that I love Street Fighter. It's my favorite franchise of all time, but there are some things I absolutely hated and, and, and pissed me off to the, it, it, about this game. It pissed me off to no end, besides Cammy. Cammy's certainly still up there, but with love also comes hate. And here are the five things I hated about Street Fighter. And number one, the lack of teching throws. You know what's worse than thinking you tech to throw? You know what you're like? Hey, I tech that. How many times oh, yeah. have you ever heard someone I tech that? Our you know, our monthly our monthly uh, event here in in Arizona is called I tech that. And as a Gokin player <laughs> who had a delayed tech and people get throw back thrown into ultra, right. I heard it maybe more than anyone else on the planet. So Ooh, yeah, no, yeah, I'm yeah, 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 you're definitely. So I love that. I love that. I tech that. But you know what? We completely lacked the ability to even tech it back in the day, and it was awful you could technically do what they called softening of throws and super turbo but you still couldn't outright just tech them and get out of their damage fully right uh unless you were the computer and screw screw the computer ai in that game but Wait, uh, anyway could, oh why well, I, I see what you're saying yeah oh, no you is, go so to tech them like street fighter yeah, 2 they had throws and, which were which were hated right like in arcade yeah. culture as i hear um, no but, they yeah, were they were hated by some and they were beloved by others. Uh, I was one of the people who they were beloved to, but I still hated not being able to tech them. <laughs> I love throwing. I still love throwing. It's, uh, it's one of my favorite things, but you know that very well. But anyway, the, not only the fact that, that you couldn't tech throws in Street Fighter 2, the, the throws were randomly decided if both players inputted the command at the same time and were at the same range and stuff like that. So, you know what? Just random chance. Oh, whoever whoever did the command is going to win here. Uh, and since I played Balrog a lot back in the day, that was often Balrog. Balrog would win very much. So, anyway, throws, they did not work close to I, how I, they do until the alpha games. And, man, that was a pain to deal with. I want to challenge people to uh, think about this, not in terms of, yeah, but I, Street Fighter 2 is fine. Like, it is. It's, it's, it is what it is. It's, it's a foundational. It's legacy. It's everything. But consider if this kind of a thing were present in a modern game, what that would feel like, how you would react. Because at one point, people did go through this, and they didn't have the expectations yep. that they do now, sure. But... It was still there, and and there's that fundamental like balance inside of you that you when you know something is balanced or not, and you see this, and it's like people can throw you. I mean, I played, <laughs> I play old Sagat usually. Uh, don't mm -hmm. throw stuff at me. Um, when I when I do play uh, Super Turbo, and he can't tech throws right because right. he's from a version of the game where you couldn't tech them at all. He just takes them completely. Um, and and when I say tech, like you said. It just means that you get thrown and you take like half the damage and your character lands on their feet as opposed to uh, getting thrown and, and landing on your butt. But uh, yeah, I, I it would be to like, terrible to have that kind of a thing now. Unthinkable to have that kind of a thing now. And yet, hey, it was there. Yep, I lived through it, man. It was it was terrible. But the number two thing, we all complain, John, about the netcode in our, our favorite games. But there's something much worse than bad netcode. And that's not having the ability to play online at all. Number two is no net play. That was a thing back in the heyday of Street Fighter 2 where a lot of people were playing these games. You could not play online unless you bought a modem separately. Shoutouts to X-Band. I love playing on X-Band. That was a great time back then. Um, I picture you this... with like some some foil and one of those really long antenna and just trying to get it just right before you go into a match. 
that was accurate actually yes exactly <laughs> it was how it all, worked yes it was it was over dial up and it was like using AOLs like modems and all that kind of stuff like Don't back in the day Don't pick up the phone it, yeah it, that would happen I, I'm trying to play a match and stuff against like you know the number one X band player my mom's picking up the line calling her friend and stuff and I'm like well guess I'm not playing now uh, that shouts to shouts to my mom hopefully she's watching this uh, love you mom but anyway better net play needs to be an expectation going forward in fighting games with strong John's mom yeah <laughs> with strong robot code that should be given at this point but you gotta go back to the days john of we didn't even freaking have online play we couldn't even play it online for the longest time it wasn't even a priority maybe <laughs> i'm gonna venture and say maybe that was a better time john you know like if i'm honest with you maybe that was just the way god intended it <laughs> god but did not intend not. fighting games to not have net play john i know it. it's, it's it's written in the street fighter bible so anyway, number three, before we get canceled here entirely, is removal of the stun gauge. I hated this with a pet. Look at that. Look at this. You see all those well laid out gauges. You can see them on the screen here. We've got a little overlay of beautiful third strike. You can see how your character's performing if they're about to get knocked out. Let's just randomly remove some of those because we feel like it's cluttering up the screen. You know, it's it's like it, it, I could compare this to the Titanic where they're like, look, we don't want all the lifeboats on here because they're going to clutter up the deck. Like, why do we we don't want that? We're going to get rid of it. And so Capcom's like, OK, let's get rid of the stun gauge entirely and then put a character like Sea Viper in the game who does a massive amount of stun. And you know what? You're not going to know if you're on the edge of stun or if you're like, you know, five hits away from it and stuff like that because there's no gauge up there anymore. Okay, this was but, just... but, the argument, but the argument against that would be that this allows for pro players or higher level players to show their skill by keeping a mental count of where the stun should be and knowing that Fei Long, that son of a motherless goat, uh, has extra stun. I played against a lot of uh, Fei Long in my day. And uh, and just like keeping a mental track of where it's at and so that you, one, know when it's coming for so that you can, you know, prepare yourself, but also maybe you cut a combo short so you can get a better stun combo or things along those lines. So, I mean... W I don't believe what I'm saying right now. I, no, I no, agree John, more John. with having the stun gauge, but I, I, how do you feel that one? I feel exactly this way. I brought up religion before. Now you're bringing up politics. You're doing spin doctoring. You would be perfect at Capcom for when they introduce I mean, some mechanics. I mean, you made a Titanic they... joke. <laughs> this is, uh, it's awful. There's there's no justification for it, but that's the excuses we heard from Capcom, right? That is the exact stuff. It was just, it's like, it's dumb. Don't do it. Figure out a way to put the stuff into your UI that people expect. And just don't ever remove a gauge that is crucial to the gameplay. And that we've kind of just expected to have. Oh, it's just awful. So number three is a stun gauge. Number four, John, a little bit before your time here, but air blocking. Jumping in most fighting games is a high risk, high reward prospect. You might lop off a ton of your opponent's life doing a single successful jump in. But the trade-off is you're usually defenseless if your opponent goes for an anti-air attack. That's a fundamental building block of most, not all fighting games, but most fighting games, you know, that we play. Mm -hmm. And here comes Street Fighter Alpha, and they said, F that noise. You can block in the air, maybe, sometimes. Now, the rules of actually understanding it are, like, basically, you do have to get that, that, that Street Fighter Bible we're talking about and read through all 1,000 pages of it. Um, you might want to skip some of the sections in there, you know, because some of the the checkered pass is Street Fighter. But anyway, in the the alpha blocking section uh, section of it, 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 it explains it. And it's about a fifty page explanation for if you can block in the air or not. It was terrible. It was. What, what, it took, is it if you hit a button, you couldn't? 
that was one of the the, the the things but basically if you landed on a uh, fireball like that was one of the main things back in Street Fighter 2 well you can now block that fireball you could block the fireball if you were about to land on it you could just hold back and boom you land and land on the ground and, and in some games you could even tech right afterwards so you could like do a tech roll you'd land on the fireball you block it oh, you tech roll right into the opponent it was it was it was something I stupid. I want to see what that feels like because I, well, I you, how stupid do you feel when you neutral jump a fireball and it's going slower than you expected and you just land on, especially when that ends around. I could I wouldn't have that shame anymore. I mean I'm sold. Yeah, John, let's play some Alpha Two so I can load up my rows in that game and let's go for it because you will regret every single bit of wanting to play Alpha after that. But anyway. These are these were viable strategies in Street Fighter. These were things that you could do, and basically Alpha threw them out the window. I do think air blocking has a place in like a Marvel type game and other stuff, but I never want to see air blocking in a Street Fighter proper game again. Never ever. It is the the risk that goes with jumping should always be there. It is a building block of what we expect. Ah, oh, I, I hated is air, air parrying. Okay, because that's, that's is okay. Similar waters in Third Strike. There, you can't just yep. DP someone that's jumping in at you. Yeah, yeah, but it takes some more skill to do. And if if you want to risk a parry and, and have the potential of having that blow up a little bit in your face, that's okay. You know, like it's it's that's fine when the risk reward is done well. So all right, all right, number five, my final one, option selects. You probably knew this one was coming, John. You know how much I hate option selects. And and for our audience out there, do you like doing an up up down down code? and entering them throughout the match so that you don't have to make any decisions or like have any kind of thought. Well, that's the whole concept of option selects. That's how they work. They're the most brain dead thing you can find in a Street Fighter game, literally, because doing these required no thought whatsoever. Just if you could input a code, the game would choose literally the best scenarios for you and reward you by offering up that outcome. This is one of the worst concepts you could have in a fighting game, which is a genre which is all about making decisions and having reads on your opponent. Crouching tech, like that is, it, it, that was around before Street Fighter Four, and, and it's a side effect of like you know numerous systems like Capcom introduced and stuff like that. They never intended crouch tech to be like you know what it became, right? But instead of like either having to decide on like if the opponent's going to attack me and I should block, are they going to go for a throw and I should try to tech it? You eliminated that fundamental building block of, of what the game was and just threw it out the damn window in a technique that most people could learn in twenty minutes. And all it is, is 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 hitting three buttons, and sometimes four, actually, for that matter. You get the focus attack, uh, um, you know, tech in there, too. But holding down back and hitting three buttons, that's it. And most people could learn to do that and mash it out in 20 minutes or so. And it just completely destroyed a fundamental part of fighting games. I hate option selects. I hate them so much if they are a huge part of the gameplay. And that is what Street Fighter... Four was it with option selects like you you had option selects to counter option selects which People are like if that's the case then doesn't that cancel them out and say well then the answer to that is to not do anything at all and then the option selects are no longer at play at the highest of levels no john you that? just keep adding more option selects onto option selects that's how it worked <laughs> you needed option selects for the option selects that the option selects created option selects for Boom, and you were good. That's how you played Street Fighter 4. I, I know you didn't play much Street Fighter 4. I know you weren't that good at the game, but that's how it was I feel like you just done. hit me with an option select of like, regardless of what I say here, option selects are bad. I don't mind them being gone either, by the way. I'm trying to play a little, uh, little devil's advocate, a little Al Pacino, Keanu Reeves yeah. action there, but uh, which is a great movie, by the way. Go see it if you haven't. Um, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, 
I, I want to say I didn't use them a lot. I used crouch teching a lot, and yeah. I felt the wrath of crouch teching a lot because again, oh, playing man. against the Fei Long player, if you know, if if you let him crouch tech, he was coming out there with a low short, and uh, that was leading into his like bread and butter combo, which was super lame. Um, yeah, knowing what I know now about fighting games uh, and, and appreciating them the way I can uh, with playing them for like the last ten years uh, with a lot of intent it's like that that's just too much it's too you want you want to have a little more nuance you want to have a little more decision making you don't want robots going at each other and that's like just a little bit too much when i inputted all of what i'm gonna do and then regardless of what you do i picked the right one yeah that's not what we're here to do so i i agree yeah. with you but i again want to do a little al pacino on you yeah no it's a it's a there's some people who are actually fans of it and stuff but it's a it, it to me it's just a, it's it's not why we're here it's it, it's not why you play these fighting games well, I would like to hear from the uh, the people in the comment section what things they've hated about Street Fighter that they don't ever want to see come back. Yep. Leave a comment below, y'all. Comment right, right in front of John's face. <laughs> that's that's how they do it anyway, so yes. All right, y'all, that's going to wrap us up for this week of the Event Hubs podcast. Once again, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll be back with you soon. See you later.